Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 43. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name is Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard. My name is Winter, and I play the elf druid Sariel. My name is Amanda, and I play Galena, the dwarven bard. I'm Alex, and I play Dupe, the dwarf fighter. And I'm Mark. I play Gij, the human fighter paladin. And last time on Sometimes Heroes, y'all went around town gathering some information, learned about some spooky nonsense, reconnoitered at the temple after having gone on your individual information gathering missions, and got into a little tussle with some paladins who just wanted you to leave. No. Wrong. <laughs> you are currently in the midst of the initial moments of combat with them. Some of them have started to glow up uh, after being cut and are glowing with a dark black and red light. It is currently Oost's turn. Oost is standing next to the door. Like every other NPC, she's open to suggestions, but it seems like she wants to punch this guy next to her, one of the regular guards. I would tell her, just don't let any of them escape out this door. She nods with supreme confidence and starts to punchy punch at this gentleman in front of her. Oh no! Or is it too late? Uh, she's been given an order, and it seems like a very reasonable order. Okay. So you'd have to do something pretty intense to get her to change her mind. I'll see if I can get her on the next go-around. Okay. She's going to make two unarmed attacks against this gentleman. Actually, three unarmed attacks, because she spins a key point. She hits with two of them, dealing 13 damage to this guy. She just slams him several times in the chest plate, which dents in as she does so. This guy makes a save and manages to not lose his feet and be knocked back, which she looks a little bit put off about, but then just resumes a fighting stance, sweeping her foot along the floor, kung fu style. And it is your good friend. Gaston? Yes, Sir oh, Gaston of White she... Rift. <laughs> of White uh, Rift? Do White Rift? Yes. Okay. He's going to sprint towards Sariel, one eye aglow, and his great sword drawn looking pretty menacing. And begins to swing at her. He rolls a 9 and a 20. Do either of those hit you? Uh, that 20 is definitely going to hit. Really quick. Before we ended the last game, you said you were going to turn into bear. Do you want to go with that? Or do you want to stay elf? Uh, I did that as a bonus action. So I should be... I should be. Does bear have better AC? I don't think bear has a 20. I can check. Okay. You should definitely have the bear stats open. So even more so... As this man charges Sariel Bear, he comes and swings down, dealing 22 damage, his sword igniting in a similar light, causing searing pain as the sword buries itself deep in your big furry shoulder. And as he is glaring down at you, he says, loud enough for the room to hear, Know that you rest squarely in the gaze of vengeful gods. And Sariel, Galena, and Gij. You are all under the effect of Bane. You sense a feeling of just foreboding drop around you as rather than shadows being cast from the random candlelight around the room, you just have a shadow that seems to be trying to get away from him. Mm. Well, jokes on you. I think it's always going to go wrong. All right. I'm moving next to this guy that's next to Eden. Okay. Do I just roll with like my axe? Uh, yeah, if you're attacking with your axe, for sure. Yeah. Roll the 14. This man casually brings up his greatsword and deflects your axe away. Do you want to make more than one attack? Yeah, I get two, right? 
Yeah, and if you still have your bonus, you can use that to hit him as well. Okay, I'll use the second one on him as well. And I rolled a 24. That will hit. You deal six damage to this gentleman as you bypass his guard and cut a narrow line of blood down his shoulder. You see the blood seep from his clothes as soon as it's absorbed, and he starts to glow in one eye as well. Okay, I'll, I'll turn that into a maneuvering attack. What are you doing with him? Or is that something that lets somebody else move? That lets someone else move. All right, cool. You deal 1d8 more damage, dealing six damage, so you deal 12 overall. And who are you moving? Eden. Thanks. Where do you mm-hmm. want to move, Eden? Far away. Um, Normally behind Gij is always a good move, assuming that's an option. Gij, protect me with your big metal shield. I'll try. There's people all around us, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, Gij is currently in the middle of potentially three separate people who are all unhappy with you. So there's no real behind Gij at the moment. Well, Gij, I cannot believe you would not make me your first priority. I find right? that just incredibly preposterous. I'm sorry, noble companion. How dare I not do that? Might I suggest All right, well, you at go- least you admit it. Might I suggest you go to a place where there's less enemies? I will head in Galena's direction. Ba-ba-ba. All right, let me do it. Ah, quick measurement. What is happening? Okay, I'm moving next to Galena. Hey there, Eden. Okay. As Dupe charges in and just gives you a terse, now's your time to run kind of mention, you are able to skitter past Gij and his combatants as Dupe just sort of bowls into this guy. Dupe. I am apparently very elusive, as it appears as though in order to yeah get a straight path through that gaggle of folks there, I would have to dodge two enemies. So Eden probably does some kind of crazy, awesome spin move. So crazy avoid, awesome. To avoid contact with the enemy. Indeed. Dupe, are you going to use any bonus actions? Nah, that's it. Uh, just so you know, I'm fairly sure you can use your shield as a bonus action attack if you don't do anything else with your bonus action. Oh, shit, I can. Um, yeah, let's do that then. Oh, God. I critically failed. I rolled an <laughs> eight. Um, as you try to take advantage of this moment as he reels back to shield bash this dude with your spiky shield... He gets his sword up from above in between your arm and your shield and cuts one of the straps as your shield just falls off your arm and clatters onto the ground. Oh no. Okay, Geesh, you're up. Okie doke. Jeez, there's just a big old party happening. I'm going to look between the two people who are not with the Serene Rose. I'll say, I don't know if they were going to sacrifice you guys or not, but if you ally with us, we're not going to kill you. And I guess it'd be more effective if I made that an action, right? It would be effective at all, because right now you are fighting for your life between two relatively trained combatants. Okay. Well, then I'll make that a persuasion. See if I can't get a purple warrior and yellow war maiden to take my uh, take my case. All right. Wow. I rolled a 25 in persuasion. Critically succeeded. Oh, dang, son. Uh, they absolutely believe that you won't kill them if they surrender. The woman who is fighting you the guard, she seems like she can handle herself pretty well, screams in your face as you're saying this, to protect those I care about, I would gladly die. And she goes at you harder, but the purple warrior, as he's just been punched really hard in the chest and is clearly (laughs) out of breath and almost dropping to one knee, looks way less sure about this whole thing 
and starts to look like he's going to try to crawl past Oost rather than keep fighting. As he's like, oh, they might have been trying to kill me. This is looking pretty spooky with these uh, glowing paladin guys I want out. So he's trying to leave? Yep. Okay. Well, shucks. And just because I don't like how surrounded I am with all these hostile forces, I'm going to use Action Surge, and then I'm going to... If I try to move red uh, Syrian rose, we'll, we'll get opportunity of attack, right? If you move either direction, one of them will get a opportunity attack. Depends on which direction you move. Possibly both. Okay, then. She sounds pretty certain that she wants to fight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to maneuver around her as I make an attack. Okay, so Searing Knight Where? is going to get a ro- an attack? Well, no, I'm staying engaged with her. I mean, you are disengaging from a knight to fight, to move around a single person. Okay, sure. I'll do that. So I'm going to move myself to here. Okay. Knight of the Searing Rose is going to attempt to hit you. And if he does, I will use my bonus to parry. Action. Yeah, my reaction to parry. Uh, he oh, rolls a 24. You have 20 mm-hmm. damage coming at you. Bam. That's nice. Okay. Um, I lose superiority die. I parried for 10 damage, so I'm going to take how much? 10. 10? Mm-hmm. Awesome. As you bring your sword up to parry the blade, just a tiny point of it pierces your armor, but the light seems to pour into you, causing searing pain anyway, which is mostly the radiant damage hitting you. All right. So what are you doing to this lady? God, I really don't want to kill her, but she's shot in my face, so um, I'm just going to start swinging on her. I guess I'll do a multi-attack with the Sword of the Squire. Okay. Roll the 12 and a 22. As you're swinging, you realize that this unnerving light that is making your shadow flee from it is just making you just a little bit worse at everything. And your 22 turns into a 19, but still hits. I'll take what I can get. Dealing 7 damage. I think that completes my turn. Right? She takes a small, mostly cosmetic slash and regains her stance as you move around her. It is Knight that was sort of leaning against the wall most of the time, who is going to, now that it looks like his boss is being triple teamed by the ladies of the squad, is going to rush to his aid. He's going to get up next to his boss, who has taken a significant hit, lay a hand on him, and cast Cure Wounds. Boo! Gaston cures for 16 damage, and his buddy turns to face off with this bear. The knight that is fighting dupe also glowing up, is going to swing at Dupe a couple times because he does not like this dwarf in front of him. Remember, Dupe, that you are at minus two to your AC. Yep. I assume a 24 hits and an eight does not. That would be correct. All right. Ugh, sorry. Oh, wow. That's still a lot of damage. <laughs> uh, he rolls max damage on his regular damage die, 17 slashing and nine radiant. It's going to deal 26. Owie. You don't have heavy armor specialty, do you? Where would it say that? In your feats. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. I thought we might have given you that or something, which just like reduces regular damage as long as you're wearing heavy armor. Okay, he just goes at you very hard, digging a sword deep into your leg at some point during this exchange of blades. Sorry, Il, you're up. You're a bear. There are two manly looking knights in front of you. Uh, I'm going to attack the one that just cast Cure Wounds. All right. I'm going to try to remember how I do that thing. Click on the attacks themselves and not the multi-attack. So one bite, one claw. For bite, I rolled a 10. And for claw, I rolled 13. Sorry, you go at these guys, but their plate armor is just shrugging off 
your claws. Like, you rent into it a little bit because you've got gnarly claws, but it doesn't reach their skin. And as you sort of tackle this guy against the pillar of the gods and the astral sea, you hear him muffled in panic for a moment, but then he, once he realizes that you're, you're just sort of mauling at his armor and not hurting him at all, he starts laughing. Oh, uh, so we are going to change tactics. Shoot. Disengaging would provoke an attack of opportunity, wouldn't it? Uh, if you run away, yes. Although, one thing that's cool about druids <laughs> is you could turn back into yourself and be ten feet away because you're big. You just, like, make your body reform further away from them. Then I think that's what we'll do. I'll, uh, I'll go back to Elf Yi, kind of in front of Eden and Galena. That works. Only a little bit of the damage you took as a bear carries over. I think 11 damage. Sweet. I need those. I need those those hit points. Uh, and I think that would that would use up all of my options. You still so have a I, move. Well, I'll just fall back. Oop, right there. I don't want you to die. <laughs> Please fall back behind Galena okay, at least. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you are almost dead. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry, you fall back behind Galena and Eden. As Gaston and one of his fellow knights squares off against you guys just sort of surprised that you were able to just appear further back as you reverted from bear as your flesh just sort of crawled away from them like it does yeah like you do guard at the door male soldier is going to try to uh crawl out of the room past oost it looks like she is about to uh curb stomp this fella show no let him go she looks at you and you have given two contradictory orders. One is, do not let anyone escape. No, no, no. And one is, let him go. Dupe said something else. I'm saying... No, I'm saying, I'm saying something... two contradictory orders have oh, been given. Oh, the group has given her contradictory orders. Okay. So I want you to roll off persuasions against each other. Okay. Uh, Dupe, you have advantage because yours makes sense, and Gijus does not. That's fine. What? We both rolled 17. Well, Dupe, roll one more time. All right. Man. Nope. <laughs> you rolled, both rolled 17. She decides to take the middle ground of dropping this fella or letting him go through the door and just attempts to push him away from the door as okay. she seems very confused at like, do you guys ever have a consistent plan? No, no. Can confirm. The answer Dupe is, is new. No. Dupe is new. She gives this guy like hooks her a foot underneath him, squats down on one leg and pushes him and he rolls into the wall, striking it pretty hard, but only taking six damage. Gij, your friend, the warrior maiden, continues to swing at you pretty hard. As you have evaded her before, she is no longer at advantage because not, you're not being flanked anymore. But she rolls a 23 and a 15. Hey, James, we're probably going to die. <laughs> we're in a room full of people who hit really hard and apparently heal themselves. Well, um, luckily, she does not hit really hard. She only deals four damage. Kind of want to parry that 23. Unfortunately, you have already parried this round. Oh, right, I see what you're saying. Okay. It's a reaction. So, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Okay, I take four damage. All right, Galena, you're up. Okay. You stand in front of, well, you stand next to Eden, and Sariel has just juked behind you as she doesn't look too great. She actually looks quite injured as these knights came at her very, very hard. I could help Sariel, but I'm also mad. So I'm going to do a wave strike at the two in front of me. All right, do that thing. First one saving is Gaston. He rolls a 20, saves against it, and his cohort also saves. Uh, I don't like them. How much damage did you deal? 9 and 7, 16? 
They both take eight damage as they both throw up an arm in front of their face as the water hits them very hard, but they just do like the anime slide back a couple of feet before resuming their advance. Um, I will give Eden a bardic inspiration. Ooh! What do you say? I, I say, Eden, I believe in you. And, you, and then, you do? Yes, I believe in you. You're the lightning to my water, rain, rainwater. I, I think that makes sense in a yeah. way somehow. You got this. Suddenly, I am full of a renewed vigor. So renewed. And, and you um have one d8 in addition to a d20 roll in the next ten minutes. Okay, and you don't move. So Eden, it is your turn. You see. Two now sopping wet nights advancing on you. Oh, what an opportunity. All right. You know what water tends to conduct? You know what else tends to, well? to conduct? Full plate. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but yeah, this makes it even better. Well, if I'm in a position to hit both of them, then I want to try to hit both of them. Oh, yeah. If you run to the right a little bit, you should be able to do that. Eden will dash about 20 feet to the right and use some of that vigor to enthusiastically toss some lightning at these two dudes. Please turn them into mushy ash. You got this girl. Eden rolled a, a 25? That's your damage. And I'm actually going to detract that from their save rolls because Galena set you up for that by making them wet and then saying you go get it girl. And they're, and they're also to... willing. They're also wearing plate. That would just generally give you advantage. Uh, so they're going to roll with this advantage, and you are going to get some good stuff against them. So this is very likely to hit. Fantastic. Oh, dang. Dang, son. So... Ooh, I them... see a crit fail in there. Yup. One of them critically failed. Yes! Get it, Eden! Get it! Which was the knight's homie, who just came over to heal him. He is going to... The lightning is going to strike him, move on conduit style to Gaston. And then move on from that into the pillar in the center, which appears to ignite, crackling with lightning, and turn white, making the room extremely bright. But uh, Gaston's homie is gonna crackle for a hot second, and then collapse, smoking. Yeah! Whoa. Holy crap. As he takes 50 damage. Ooh, okay. Haha. <laughs> Whereas Gaston takes 25. He does not look great, that's for sure. Gosh, well, you know, me to see, see you, Gaston. You, Gaston looking Full stop. so down in the dumps. <laughs> um, you know what happened to the to Gaston at the end of the movie? He is thrown off of a cliff. So I'm thinking super catapult. Yeah, let's throw him off of a cliff. <laughs> what, what's the likelihood what's of you movie? critting again? Very low. True. True enough. All right. It is the night that was previously surrounding Gija's turn. He is going to, seeing that Gij has abandoned combat, try to flank Dupe. Oh no. Dupe, I'm sorry. It's okay. And he's going to make two greatsword attacks at advantage. Do an 18 and a 20. Hit your AC. The 20 hits. He deals 18 damage to you. As he comes up behind you, the first strike gets through, but the second one you're able to turn around and bat it away with your just like arm because you have no shield on it. And it is Oost's turn. Seeing that the man she just kicked across the room appears to be incapacitated to a degree, she is going to uh, do a sort of U-sprint to get behind the knight 
that just attacked you, and she is gonna do some stuff. Drop them punches, Oost. Turn them into ground beef. She's going to make two attacks that she always do. Unarmed strikes into his back. Neither of them are going to do any damage, but the Knight of the Searing Rose is going to make a con save. He is going to roll a four, and she basically does some pressure point jabs into his back, and he goes rigid and just sits there, his eyes twitching around in his helmet, and it does not appear that he can move. He is stunned for a round. Goddamn, that's awesome. Gaston looks pretty bad, is doubled over at the waist, gets up, pushing himself up on his sword, which scrapes with an unpleasant noise across the floor, leaving no mark, looks up at the three ladies in front of him and says, Witches, all of you! And charges... <laughs> Chill. And charges at Galena, because she is the closest target. I'm going to use my cutting words and say, Water beats fire, hole. <laughs> okay, so uh, if one of these is high enough to hit you, it will take a negative... D8 to it, I believe. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yes. She just stands there with her hands on her hips, looking at, <laughs> looking down up at him. Glenn, <laughs> notify yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, he. It. One of them clearly worked because he crit failed. Um. But does a fourteen hit you? Oh. Uh. uh hit my what? What again? AC. AC. Oh. Well, where's my AC? I'm sorry. I'm a little out of it. Oh, oh, 13. So, yeah. So, uh, your cutting words prevents his second strike from getting through, even as he is running forward, scraping his sword along the ground in a menacing scrape it and then swing up kind of way. But as he gets to you, there's a small change in elevation on the floor, only like two inches long, but a notch in his sword gets caught on it. If it were normal stone, he would just tear through, but his sword just gets yanked out of his hands as he swings his empty fists up at you. Ha! Lol, what loser. And he looks startled and looks around, but like, stays in a dukes up fighting stance. Galena nods approvingly as if her insult is what caused the embarrassment. All right. And Dupe, you're up. Uh, is Godslayer a two-handed weapon or one-handed? It is a two-handed weapon. Mm. If I use that, am I still like regular? Or would I be like disadvantaged or something? No, you're a fighter. As long as you're not holding a shield, which you are currently not. Mm-hmm. Oh, would it take like a bonus action to switch to that? Or full action? I would, I would say if you drop your axe and draw Godslayer, it's an incidental. It's part of your move. Hmm. But if you want to, like, hook your axe back up to your belt and draw Godslayer, that's at least a bonus action. So if you want to be, like, the cool action movie guy who throws his guns away without reloading and just pulls out a new weapon, you can do that, is what James is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to drop my one-handed axe and pull out Godslayer, and I will attack this guy in front of me. Orange or red? Uh, the orange guy. All right. The, the red guy's incapacitated, right? He is stunned, so he is actually offering you advantage. Mm. Actually, let me look up stun, because that might actually be much worse. Condition stunned. I think you might grant automatic crits or something. Ooh. Uh, yeah, attack rolls against the creature have advantage. You have advantage because you are both flanking and he is stunned, but it's only when someone's paralyzed do they grant you the like, coup d'etat rules. Okay. Well, for now, I will attack the orange guy. All right. And I roll a 27. Thanks, son. Roll noise. Roll again. Yes. As you swing well, a second time. Um, I only want to hit him once. Oh, you only want to hit him once? 
Yeah, I want to turn that into a trip attack. Oh, baller. Okay. Oh, yeah. I need to add a superiority die to that. So he digs. He takes an additional damage, but what does tripping attack do? Uh, let's see. Something you must like... make a strength saving throw on a failed save. Uh, you knock the target prone. Uh, he rolls a nine for strength, and basically, I'm assuming you just like swept at one of his legs with a hammer? Yeah. True knee-breaker style? Finally bring your, <laughs> your namesake to the fore, the namesake of your mercenary company. Exactly. Just dropping knights left and right like you do. Okay, yeah. he is he is prone and now offering advantage because he has fallen on his back. Yay. Okay, now I'll hit him again. <laughs> okay, that's, that's how fighters do. Roll that advantage. And I rolled a 26. Nice. You deal an additional eight bludgeoning damage as this guy goes down and then you bring the hammer down on his breastplate. It appears like he got the wind knocked out of him when he landed, and now the wind will stay out of him for some time as he will attempt to try to get up, but it appears like his breastplate has like bent in so he can't breathe out very well. Breathe in very well, I mean. Nice. Then I'll use my bonus action to use second wind. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you got hit pretty hard. Yeah. Heesh, you're up. So remind me, James, do I, yeah, I think you gave me a shield bash, but do I have the ability to knock people prone? Because I, I like what, what Ust and Dupe are doing, and I'm feeling it. Uh, I believe you can try to, I forget if it's a bonus action, or as one of your attacks, you can try to shield bash them. But shield bash just pushes them back, right? It doesn't knock them down. No, you know what? No, I, I feel okay with this. I'm kind of surprised. Things turned around really quick. The girls, they're, they're finishing up their meal. <laughs> Ust and Dupe are uh, making good work. So I'm um, I'm just gonna keep uh, swinging at this this very combat passionate woman who I'm pretty sure wants to kill me. Mm -hmm. The start of a beautiful romance. No, no, I, I'm not into girls who shout at me. Oh. And before someone makes a joke about Odette not skiing. Oh, um, that wasn't the joke that I was gonna make. What are you doing? Later. So precision attack that gives me more damage, right? Or does that I go to my to hit. It goes to your to hit. So if you roll and right. before I say you missed, you say that was low, but I think I can hit. I want to okay, add then. my precision is how you'd make that work. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So um, I'm going to swing at her and I'm going to try and use precision attack to make in case one of them doesn't land. Well, don't worry about that until you roll already. So the 11 looks pretty low. I think I would like to use precision attack for that. Okay. Your mm -hmm. attack is now a 15. Uh, she manages to just barely avoid it, whereas before it seemed like she was going to avoid it pretty easily, but the 22 still hits. She takes 7 additional damage. It seems like you are giving her the death of a thousand cuts. Clearly you are a better warrior, and she is pulling out all the stops against you, but you're able to avoid her jabs without too much trouble, but she is pressing so hard that it's hard for you to get a solid strike in. And for Sword of the Squire, it's only when I roll a natural 20, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is the death of two cuts, but once again, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, it is Paladin that is currently on the ground smoking. You see from his faceplate that was closed through the little slits for his visor and breathing. Blood begins to drain out onto the floor, move around his body towards the Grimsh Pillar. It doesn't move very far, maybe three or four feet in this time. And dupe. The man you are squaring up against and knocked on the ground is going to attempt to get back up. He does, looks to you pretty mad, as mad as you can tell a guy's from body posture and eyes through a slit, and swings his sword at you twice. Oh goodness, these guys, they're cursed. Ha! <laughs> does a 19 hit your AC? No. Are you, are you sure? Even with a minus two? 
Mm-hmm. With minus two, it's 20. Heck, you're crazy. You're a madman, I, mean, I say. It's dupe. It's all, all right. in the butt cheeks. So, Hell yeah. I'm going to say, as this guy is low enough HP, that basically he swings at you, dupe, you easily dodge, and just like hammer push him away from you, and he stumbles back and cracks his head against the wall and goes unconscious. Doesn't appear like he's dead, but he is down. What a loser. Excellent. Sorry, you're up. Yo, I'm an exploding thorn, Gaston. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, exploding thorn is definitely going to hit Galena with its splash. Galena duck. (laughs) Okay, where? (laughs) Galena, be meat shield. Uh, no, can I aim it? Can I aim it behind him so it's less likely to hit her? Yes, you can, but that then the primary bulk of the damage won't actually hit him. Just like a, a tactics side thing is, these guys have very high armor, so if you have spells that are to hit, they are very likely to be able to avoid it completely. AOE's more effective, yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you do things that are save against, they are much more vulnerable. Because again, plate mail does not protect you from lightning. Yeah. But it will protect you from sharp sticks, even magic sharp sticks. So I should summon bugs is what I'm hearing. Yeah, incite bugs. <laughs> do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to incite some bugs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that thing. Put bugs in his armor. I promise it's uncomfortable. Describe this incite bugs to me because there aren't a lot in the area. You notice this place is uncannily clean. It may have something to do with this place being the Unbreakable Temple. Even bugs don't want to get in here. So I imagine a majority of them would be coming from under the door behind us. I like the idea that Sariel's been setting this move up since the fight started. Oh no. It's like Dragon Ball. But cool. And there's just... Wait, I've been charging I've been charging my bugs. <laughs> lend me your power. Spirit um, spirit bugs lend me your power. And there's just a small cloud of mosquitoes and some cockroaches. Oh, no. no, no, but what, what bugs are you imagining? Sorry, I'll... Uh, I, I may or may not have been imagining cockroaches. All right, we're, so it's we're, a... we're in a city. <laughs> so I'm legitimately a... sorry. So this small swarm of cockroaches and mosquitoes and other stuff has been just sort of unnoticed throughout this whole fight, making its trip across the room, and finally gets to Sir Gaston's feet and starts swarming up, and you can see that like the mosquitoes are getting in his eyes and in his helmet and biting him, but... It appears like he does not flinch from this at all. He saves with an 18. Lame. Agreed. But he is uh, now super gross. Uh, and I think I think I'm going to fall back a little bit towards Yish, I guess. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm going I'm to fall back like over here, kind of between Yish and Eden. You do have a sphere of allies now. Yeah. With Oost, Eden, Yish, and Galena. Okay, Purple Guard is down, and then his counterpart, the extra angry warrior, is going to go ham at Gij again. Sure. Because that's how she do. Apparently. She must be super into Gaston or something. She rolls a 16 and a 14. Do either of those hit? Nah. I just smack her sword to the side when she tries to swing at me. You can see her getting tired as it's it's something that people don't like get in real life, is that fighting especially full bore, takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, 30 seconds of doing it is pretty rough. And it is Galena's turn. You are face-to-face with Gaston. He is unarmed. Looks like he's thinking about whether to punch you or to go for a sword. 
I will cloud of ice daggers him again. I imagine you're just pulling all the water from the ground and the puddle from your previous ice daggers and whatnot and making them all like come at his back. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, roll it. I did. And he dex saves against that. What? Ah! This is madness. And it's not Sparta. It's terrible. Uh, he crit fails again. Jeez. You suck. This Square is where they've face. all been. This is where all the crit fails have been. <laughs> all right. Uh, so he was going to take 16 damage as he is now in another cloud of ice daggers. But he will instead take 32 damage. I'm the best. She says out loud. <laughs> so he has a moment of what do I do as he finds himself unarmed in front of you. And you just put out your hand towards him, like, come at me, bro. And he starts to come at you, but like 16 ice knives slam into his back. Ha! And his back arches, and he leans forward and coughs up a bunch of blood, but he is still standing. What did I tell you? We are strong. He sputters out through bloody lips. You don't know strength! Dude, we literally fought and killed a dragon. I think we do. <laughs> and I like we how Glenn is just like... This was me. That's me who yeah. did that. Yeah, us, me. And we and, have a dragon friend. That's even and, more strength. And she's, and she's getting kind of valley girl as she does it. Yeah, dude. Okay, you doing anything with your bonus or moving? Um, uh, I'm going to use healing word to throw at Sariel. Is she still looking bad? She's not looking good. I've got about half my hit points. So it's a, it's a little rough. But I'm not, I'm not like straight up dying. I um, throw some healing word at her. All right. Aw ye. You regain nine HP as Galena says something encouraging, I assume. I'm like, you got this, Sariel. You too. We're awesome. Us girls. <laughs> Us witches. Yes. Girl power. Uh, yeah, girl power. And she does a peace sign. All right, Red Paladin is stunned, but he is no longer stunned now. He is not presenting advantage anymore, but his turn is over. Oost is up. Oost is going to, as he turns around to face off against her, attempt to hit him really hard, but it seems like his plate mail is making her attacks less than effective for the most part. She's going to strike three times, and two of them are going to hit as she finds gaps in the plate and strikes very hard into them making him flinch and double over, dealing 12 damage. It is Gaston's turn. Gaston, hmm, what would Gaston do? He's had a pretty rough go of it <laughs> in this fight. Several crit fails. Uh, at this point, Gaston looks over your shoulder, Galena, and sees that Oost, as she has been like whirling around and punching people, has dropped her disguise and is now clearly a young orc girl. And he says, all gods serve Paylor. We now use Grumpish's Fury against his chosen. What more evidence could you want of strength? And he holds his arm out like he's going to grab a sword, but then just clenches his fist and swings it at your face, Galena. His <sighs> fist beginning to glow. This poor guy. He tries to be cool, and he's not. He does not hit Galena as you just, by your own skill and by his lack of blood, his glowing fist swings over your head and you back away from his second swing and he collapses on the ground in front of you on his hands and knees, coughing up blood, which now begins to crawl along the floor as well. Dupe, you're up. Uh, is the red guy facing Oost? He's trying to face both of you, which is why you're flanking him right now. Ah, sweet. 
Let's take that guy down. Rolled advantage, brah. Okay, I rolled a 16 and a 29, which is a natural 20. All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> this guy's not going to make it. Woohoo! You smack him the first time, and he turns to bring around his sword to parry you. This time, Godslayer begins to glow as it swings down. It looks like he's just going to straight parry you, but with his scary glowing black and red sword, it straight shatters when he attempts to parry Godslayer. The shards of metal cutting into him right before Godslayer does. As Godslayer is resting just in his chest through his plate armor, it bursts with light and he just disappears, his armor clattering around him. Noise. Holy <laughs> Poof, bitch. <laughs> Belated. All right, Geesh. Wait, hang on. Oh, sorry, what's up? I'm going to move. Okay. Um, uh, I'll be with mine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I can't move very far. These short-ass legs. Well, we're yeah, pretty close, so. Yeah, I'll go right there. I was going to make a double-team statement, but I, <laughs> I decided not to. I thought about it, but I didn't think you would approve. Yeah. But now yeah. that you mentioned it. We'll just cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> that'll, um, that'll, that'll be a bonus. Indeed. All right, Geesh. Um, well, now that I see Dupe has just stepped up behind her, <laughs> I think she's going to die soon. She's getting flanked. So I'm going to go for a swing, a normal attack, and then a disarm. Okay. So I'm going to do a regular Sword of the Squire. That's a 14. And then I'm going to try and make my second one a disarm. And that's an 18. And uh, do you want me to roll for the disarm? So you're making your second attack a disarm. Do you want to make your mm -hmm. first attack a, if you have enough dice, do you want to add a to hit on it, an accuracy of whatever it is, die? Oh, precision. Precision. Yeah, I can use superiority. So you, so you're saying I should use my precision on my first one? Yeah, because this fight is looking like it's pretty much over. You might as well use sure. them if you think you can get a rest before there's another fight. The first one is precision, adds plus two, so you have a 16 to hit. It barely hits her. Cool. And the second one adds to damage, so you deal nine and 12 damage, and she saves against being disarmed. Yeah, DC 14 apparently. Oh, and she dropped her sword. You cut her pretty badly, and then as you're thinking like, hell yeah, gonna disarm her now, but you actually realize that that cut was probably lethal, Aww. and you just beat the sword out of her slowly limpening hand. Uh, she is not quite dead, but close. Thematically, I'm gonna say, I told you, you just... Because <sighs> I know Dupe's gonna just destroy her legs in a moment, <laughs> or something. <laughs> Sorry, El, you're up. There is only one remaining conscious foe in the room, and he doesn't look too good. Wait, who is it? Because I actually thought we were done. It's Gaston. Gaston. He's on hands and knees. Oh no. Thematically. I mean, if you can't tell, he is a very low HP. Uh. He is also currently in a cloud of ice knives that will, assuming Galena doesn't stop them from doing their thing, will murder him for sure next turn. I, I don't think I'm going to take an action. Okay, we are going to exit combat as Gaston. This is assuming no one wants to act to save Gaston. Um, yeah, he's, he seemed he seemed pretty down for this fate. So whole okay. Well, Geesh being who he is, and I assume like Dupes maybe knocked the lady down, and is oh, gonna. The lady is down. You knocked her down. You cut oh, her real her. bad, and then she uh, fell to the ground and is now bleeding, and coughing up blood on the ground, which is you know starting to drain towards. 
the altar of Grimsh. Do I have enough time to give Gaston a chance to like surrender before she bleeds out? Um, you have enough time if you do it right now to uh, spare the dying on her. If you do anything else, she's dead. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do spare the dying on her and throw my rope on her and say rope tie her up. Okay. Um, because I know if she's just completely uncooperative, Dupe will just turn her face into hammer because he doesn't care. He's a merc. She goes from convulsing and coughing up blood to unconscious, and the bleeding slows significantly as the uh, little snaky rope ties her up. Okay, anyone um, else? Okay. Well, I, was, I wanted to see if I could get Gaston to change his mind, but yeah. Uh, this was your action as you- Gotcha. You, you, as you wasted those several seconds saving an innocent mm-hmm. instead All of right, we'll turning to Gaston and Gaston saving him from bent, the then. ice storm. Anybody else? Eden? Can I just like go up and just give a light puff, like blow a light puff of air onto his face and then watch him dramatically collapse, which is what will totally happen, I assume? Sure, if you're willing to get close enough to those scary floating ice daggers. Oh, I, I ain't afraid of no ice daggers. Okay, so as Gaston lifts his face one last time, assumedly to throw another curse at you guys, Eden approaches and just gently blows in his direction as an ice knife goes through his his helmet visor, Mm. and he slumps to the ground. Nice. I mean, morbid, but nice. The room goes quiet, and as you look around, you start to notice that everybody who's bleeding in this room and that blood has touched the floor, it is all advancing towards the far end of the room with the altar of Grimsh. The closest one is probably about 30 feet away, but they go from like big globules and pools of spilled blood into snaky web-like patterns. Mantic in action now? Yeah. We're out of combat. Cool. Um, Do we have any like extra rope so I can get my, my fancy rope back yet? Do any of these enemies have rope? None of these enemies have rope. No. Okay, then. Um, I'm going to throw Oost some regular rope. And I'll say, Oost, if you don't mind, just, is she, is the lady unconscious? Yes. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll release my rope from her and I'll throw Oost the rope. I'm like, Oost, if you don't mind, just tie her up. Oost just nods and shrugs and shrugs like she thinks it's a weird idea to tie up someone who is so clearly near death that they probably won't be able to walk for several days kind of thing. Oh, she's that bad off. Well, then never mind. I'm not going to tie her up. Well, yeah. Sariel's going to go drop a heal on her. I mean, probably probably not a high-level heal, but enough of a heal that she won't be almost dead. Well, okay. she's not going to die. I spared the dying on her. You don't have to waste a heal on her. Well, the main thing that that would change is, do you want her to wake up any time today? No, I do not. What about Sariel? Uh, no, Sariel's good with her taking a, taking a nap. Okay. She remains on the ground, oost like, sort of casually ties up her feet and her hands behind her back. And once this happens, Gij will see all the blood moving towards the Grumsh, stat- Grumsh statue, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, I mean, I guess we had to give this some blood anyway, and he's going to start dragging Gaston towards the statue. Okay. Is anybody else doing anything as Gij begins dragging this very dead knight across the floor? Wait, I'm sorry. Gij, what exactly are you doing with that body? Blood for the blood gods. Skulls for the skull throne. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's a stairway under here, Eden. And I think it wants blood. I mean, you can do a check on this because you know things. 
but I think someone should also check these spider eggs. I don't think we've checked them today. Uh, so Gij will stop five feet away from the statue, 10 feet away from the statue, just in case any of his much more knowledgeable companions tell him this is a terrible idea. Don't do this, Gij. Well, can just I just kind of let you do whatever? Yeah, I mean, I trust you. Ha, ha, okay. Ha. Wait, <laughs> stop. Um, I mean, can I roll an investigation around the statue just to see if I see any last minute red flags that would make me want to advise Gij to not do this thing? There is one thing that has exposed itself with the blood, which is basically the spider-like patterns on the floor. Do you want to inspect those? Preferably. Would that be an arcana or just an investigation? Um, actually, roll a religion. Okay, makes sense. As you are in a temple, you're fairly positive that this is not arcane in origin. Ooh, Eden rolled a 20 in religion. Not a natural 20, but a 20 nonetheless. One thing as you are looking to it, you realize that this isn't your standard uh, shape that you would get to like summon a demon or anything like that. Because that's sort of their jam as you stab the person and then the blood leaks out in a specific pattern kind of business. You do realize that it is heading towards the altar of Grimsh, but it is also filling out the spaces around it. Whatever happens when it gets there will activate something, but whatever that is, is not the whole thing. There's a second, whatever you're, whatever is happening right now, there's a second part that you will have to do. You realize that this part is, this, what you can see is incomplete. Okay, well, I, the very least, want to relay that to Gij. Just so you have the proper expectations, I wouldn't necessarily expect any sort of spectacular resolution if you go through with this. So what you're saying is, if this does blow up Black Hill, I have to give it the magic yes, the magic okay first. He says as he continues to drag the dead body. More or less, she says awkwardly as she watches Gij drag a large dead body across the floor. Sounds good. He continues to drag it. Also, someone please look at its spider eggs. I will look at the spider eggs. Okay. Arcana or nature? Arcana it is. Eden rolled an 18 in Arcana. Okay. There are three eggs in the weave. You can tell that the spell inside is darkness. What does that do? Just create darkness? It creates a sphere of darkness. I think it's like 30 feet across. And it can't be penetrated by any magical light unless you cast something as strong as sunlight, which is like a 7th level spell or something. I think we should cast it and then Galena should start playing Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Yeah. Do Sariel and Dupe want to do anything? Uh, Sariel's just kind of observing. Nah. Dupe is just kind of consumed in his own thoughts. Okay. Okay, so as you observe, and Gij is dragging the body towards the altar of Grimsh, the blood advances ahead of you, Gij, and starts to touch the base and crawl up it. Mm-hmm. Gij has a moment of doubt, and he's like, shoot, would Saloon want this to happen? I mean, I guess this is kind of final, right? Because he's super into Grumsh. <laughs> yeah, I think this is okay. He'll start to quickly do final rites as the statue starts to feed on the blood. Okay. As it climbs up, the altar itself has five sides. On each of those sides is a circular indentation somewhere that the blood denotes that you couldn't see it before. It had no, no difference in texture, but now you can see that there's very clearly a circle on every side. And as the blood fills up the sides, those circles open. And on the inside of them, you can see just that straight up Indiana Jones hole in the wall tooth trap in each and every one of them. Oh. As you look inside them, you see 
just innumerable small obsidian shards pointed inwards. Okay. All right. How many? How many? How many uh, people do we have? Oh darn! You you erased one, didn't you, Dupe? Oh yeah. Mm. Sorry. No, that's a. Hey, you know, it's not not that bad. Uh, speaking of that, Dupe is gonna like be inspecting Godslayer. He's gonna be like, Moop, are you still in there? Godslayer is very clean, but other than that, it feels normal. Like, it's a very fine hammer, but other than that... Dupe, dupe cries. <laughs> oh, oh no, a single oh. tear. Dupe is, dupe is super sad. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure we need to do some bloodletting, and we need five people. We got four people here. Um, should we take a short rest? I think this would be a good time to get a short rest in before we figure out who's going to get poked for this. Yeah. yeah, I'm beyond okay with that. Yeah. Also, I think I might slip into my armor. Would someone want to run back and see... Uh, actually, Glenna, how drunk was Odette? I know Connor was pretty drunk, right? She was okay. Someone want to run back and get her, too? I don't think we're terribly far from the end. You begin to hear from outside a number of people being like, What was that? Was there... Was there fighting? Why is the... Why is the tower glowing? As you... Look towards the center tower, which is still crackling white with lightning. Uh, oh boy! Shedding very bright light into the room. Um, the hey, door Eden. begins to rattle a little bit, but that was one thing that you guys did. You you threw the bolt right as this fight started. There's absolutely no windows in here, James. There are some very small slits, like up the center of the tower. Okay then, um, Eden, where is Eve? She's here. Eve, I assume at this point, would probably be not right on top of me, but as always, hovering close above and or behind. Well, actually, you sent Eve on a mission. Oh, I did? To keep street meat company. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was super drunk. Fair. Uh, <laughs> one thing you do know is right as you think about it, you realize that Eve is like close by. If you called her, she would come. Well, she's close, but... She's not here. Why do you ask? We might want to get some backup to the temple just in case. I don't know if Street Meat's still a bird, but could you have her swing by the inn and just like tap on a window and try and get it out here? And I have no clue where the heck Lori is, but she's not much of a fighter. But yeah. It's certainly okay. worth a shot. So what I'm getting, James, is that we don't have time for a short rest. Oh, you are in the Unbreakable Temple. There's just going to be a lot of clattering against the door for 30 minutes. Oh, Maybe. whoops, because I've already used three hit dice. It, it's mostly just in character how feel, how comfortable you feel with people like just outside being like, oh my god. Oh, they'll get over it. We could tell them that we just we have construction where we're redecorating. Do you want to tell them that we're like painting in here? Nah. No. Yeah, they'll totally fall for that. Well, they do. And he points at the Grom statue that they've painted trying to look less menacing. They on these because they can't destroy them. Someone tells Stan to tell them stories about the ocean and stuff. Stan, tell accurate stories about the sea life, and I'll judge you for it. I'd probably tell Sten to leave. I think Sten is smart enough to know that he, like, should not join this angry crowd. Okay, then, I guess, so do we want to take a short rest while they bang on those doors? Real quick, before you start doing that, are you attempting to communicate with the people outside, or are you just going to go silent and let them assume what they will? I'm inclined to tell them that we're redecorating. But I want to see what the rest of the group wants to do. I'm inclined to not. Okay. I am also inclined to simply let them be. 
they'll uh they'll live. Okay, second question. You still have two prisoners who are going to regain consciousness very soon. One of them is a Knight of the Searing Rose, who, once he cracked his head on the wall, stopped glowing a minute later. And then the soldier who Oost just handed his butt to him and then kicked him into a wall. Is he unconscious? They are both unconscious. They look like they will regain consciousness sometime soon. Well before half an hour is over. Okay, well, let's um, let's drag them over, get them near the statue. I'm pretty sure Oos is able to just knock a person unconscious with one strike, right? She tells you yes, but it's not good for them. Well, they try to kill us. It's kind of, they're bad. In any case, though, we can still just tie folks up. Or we can just chokehold them until they pass out. So the fella who was trying to run away, I would like to speak to him. Does anyone, is anyone opposed to that idea? No, I don't think so. I mean, he might be less cooperative about letting this statue drain his blood if he's awake, is why I'm asking. Well, I don't know. How much of that can really be helped at this point? I mean, basically what I'm saying is, if he says no, we're going to have to force him to do this. I don't know. Maybe you should take the risk. All right, you know what? I don't even know how Saloon would feel about all this, so it's up to you guys. And Gish will go stand against a pillar. I like how Gish is like, I don't know how Saloon would feel about this, so I'm just not going to ask. Yeah, no, I'm going to let them do it. She won't get mad at me if they do something. Uh, no, that's not how it works. What? It's not? It's like if you stand outside a store and you're like, hey, I can't rob that store. But you know who could? You, wink. That's just as responsible as doing it yourself. Mm. Well, then I'm going to roll. I'm going to ponder on it. I'm going to see what she would want me to do. Or I can roll religion while the rest of the group figures out what the heck is going on. Okay, roll that religion. Because I've got them dang morals and piousness air quotes i rolled 15 um feeding unconscious people especially the two guards who are not as far as you know already part of this to a like arm eating machine is probably not ethical or protecting the weak which is what you're supposed to do you seem to get the feeling that like if you fed these knights they made this bed they can sleep in it kind of thing mm. well i'm okay with putting the serene rose guys arms in there i don't know guys what do you think i think we're the baddies uh... well yeah i mean obviously <laughs> but we're the baddies that are keeping the town from exploding and doing some ridiculous thing all right looks... let's, feed, let's feed some dudes to some statues look sorry it's, it's called it's called the sometimes heroes company not the always heroes company oh no sometimes morally ambiguous Sometimes not very morally ambiguous. Can I investigate this, James, to see if it removes the arm <laughs> when the arm is put in? I recently killed a guy with acid. I don't feel very good. <laughs> okay, so, Gige, as you look inside this hole, mm-hmm. you see it goes down about arm length. Actually, as you cast a light and look inside, mm-hmm. you see at the end there's a handle. At about, you know, arm's length. You'd have to put yourself up to your shoulder in the in there to grab it. Wow, okay. But it seems like, just at first glance, super dangerous. The knights might feel better about it because they're wearing, like, plate armor, even on their gauntlets. But if you were to put an unarmored arm in there, something would certainly cut you, even if it wasn't doing anything scary. What I'm saying, does it remove the arm or is it just for bloodletting? Uh, you can't tell... Because what? it looks like it's made of rock, and it's clearly magic. 
There's no mechanism to it. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to grab Gaston and cram his arm in there. Okay. Let's see what happens. His arm limply gets shoved in there and scrapes against a bunch of stuff. At the end, you have a limp body hanging from its arm against the edge of this thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing seems to happen. Hey, guys, I think we got to put our own arms in there and grab that dumb lever. There are five of them. Yeah, I was going to say, let's uh, let's let's continue. Like, Let's just keep on doing this thing that we've decided we're doing. And what if the result is not exactly unicorns and rainbows? Oh no, it's not going to be. This is some this is some blood for the blood god. But or, uh... but there's a passage, and Bloom showed it to me. Got to be important enough to go there. I just hope this opens the passage. I think oh, this boy. opens the passage. I'm look, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna trust you, but if you shouldn't, I don't even trust this very much. If we survive this, this I will kill plan. you. <laughs> Actually, no, that's that's not really fair, is it? If we die during this excursion, then I will kill you. That's fair. I think so. It's like it's like you said, there's a stairway. I think it needs blood. So yeah. Sariel will help Gij. Eden will as well. I'll try and grab onto one of those levers, or maybe multiple levers. Well, I don't know how far no, apart no, no, are no, they. No, no, first, we're using first the bodies we're first. Just, yeah. <laughs> Or, or I could, yeah, not do that. So as, as I'm helping position bodies, I look to the rest of the group. I'm like, please stop me if you have a better idea. I don't. Let's do this. We're doing this. No, no, you're not. We need other people to, to weigh in. Oh, oh, suddenly you're the hesitant one. <laughs> Ust, I mean, you, you're all about Grumsh, aren't you? Do you know about this, Ust? She frowns, is looking around. I have only ever heard of this place. It is very old. Do you know of a stairway under this place? No, only that it was supposed to be a place of safety, a place of oh. refuge. Do you know if it's going to remove our arms if we do this? She looks at it, maybe. <sighs> Crying in the mud. Helpful. She says, look, I, vol- look, I volunteer. Have... That is helpful. Well, yes. no, that's not necessary. No, no, that, that's not okay, necessary no, at all. D- no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I, we're not doing it that way. Nobody is losing any limbs today. At least nobody that I like is losing any limbs today. She points around at the knights who are now arranged almost in three of the holes and says, you could cut off their other arms and stick them in different holes. <laughs> See, I was thinking Thanks, that. <sighs> I mean, they Gij- are dead. Gij is going to remove Sword of the Squire. No. Uh, he's going to draw Sword of the Squire. No, it's fine. I'm already doing it. We've it's come dead. this far. There's, we're past the point of no return. Look, this is happening. Look. Saloon told me, no, Saloon didn't tell me this, but I think she might be okay with this. So in, in true fashion of what he used to do when he was with Elstead, he no, starts- wait, uh, Saloon is probably cool with using a still living guy, because you know, they, they started this, they can finish it. I don't well, know no. if Saloon's cool with you mutilating the dead. So if we need an extra arm, I'll take it. Please don't, please don't. <laughs> Uh, like, I'll, I'll be the one to remove arms if needed. So I believe two of them are dead, and one of them is unconscious. So we have two extra arms already. <laughs> so if you want to do the five this is terrible. arms thing, of one this of them is terrible. will be alive, but you don't Looks, have to remove his arm. <laughs> Look, Sariel, it's a blood god, okay? It's Grumsh. He wants, he wants flesh and blood and death. Clearly, you just, you're not about Grumsh. And that's okay, I'm not either. Boost comments... It may not work because they're already dead. Yeah. Won't know till we try. True. I don't have any better ideas at this point. I think you should try. 
I have a knife. She pulls it out. Oh no. So is Sariel gonna stop me if I if I get to work with Sword of the Squire? Uh, Sariel Sariel has volunteered to be the one to remove arms. Uh, okay. So that we can try this uh, without you risking your uh, good graces with <laughs> your uh, your patron god. He'll flip Sword of the Squire in his hand and hold the uh, handle out to her. Uh, I say Sariel will will remove one arm from each of the the deceased. Oh, this blade's wicked sharp. It happens real easy. Which is why I gave it to her. <laughs> she might ask, well, she would kind of imply that please do last rites on these guys before I do this thing. Yeah, so once she removes the arm, he'll, he'll kneel down and start giving them each final rites. Uh, you said you did that before. Okay, okay, we're good then. It's fine. They've been laid to rest. It's Look, they wanted this anyway, okay? <laughs> okay. They were all about this. So you've got the arms. Uh, you've got two extra arms now for the two extra holes. All of this terrible. James. <laughs> it's not me. You guys are the ones <laughs> who are just trying to use dead folk. <laughs> Instead of just being in a team and being like, go team Voltron or whatever. <laughs> Activate the flaming eye. We have some perfectly good dead bodies before wait. we need to try risk our own. No, look. Grumps wait, likes wait. dead things. These are dead. No, I don't think yeah. that's how that works. Do no, we need to pull a lever? Is that what's going on? We'll see. Probably. Well, why don't we just use your magic rope? Because it wants blood, and I don't want to strum a rope, and these bodies are already dead, and Grumpflex <laughs> well, dead. Put some, ro- <laughs> put some blood on it and use the rope Gish, to pull the makes an angry face at Glenn as he crabs one of the arms into the hole. <laughs> okay, so all five <laughs> holes have arms now. This... It's got the the, <laughs> the worst video game <laughs> pentuple penetration going on. Um, James, nothing happens. Damn. Oh well, actually, no. Something happens. The, oh yay! The uh, the one man who is still alive uh, tumbles into the stone and is absorbed and is gone. Ah! Oh damn! Uh, Holy crap! We might have needed that. <laughs> the other four bodies continue to be dead. Either he's super dead, or he's now in the passage under. He's just ascended. Gijel uses rope to tie himself up and say, Damn, Stenner Odette's not here. Who do I feel comfortable letting touch my face? Sariel's going to be just, like, tucking dismembered arms back against bodies. Hey, (laughs) um, uh, sorry, I'll tuck my blindfold down for a second so I can get a look at this, so I can see if that guy's under the temple now. (laughs) Oh, God. Wisdom save, yes? Uh, yep. Sir, yeah, will cast. Oh my gosh, what is it? Wait, what are you doing? You're just, you're just taking out my blindfold so I can see. Yeah, but I have the ability to give you advantage on oh. wisdom. Oh, sure, you're gonna do that. Owl's wisdom? Uh, yes. I was being confused as to why I couldn't access my spells, and then I realized I was already looking at my spells. <laughs> uh, Gish, you feel a flood of awareness, like suddenly. You can smell the different kinds of blood in the room, as well as the scent of death, the decay that hasn't even started yet, but you know it's there. Like, you just have this awareness around you as it's, sorry, it's, I'll it's cast a, a spell. It's, it's a nutty flavor with a bit of, a, of an aftertaste. So I'm going to roll wisdom. I rolled a 15, so I easily surpassed it. Mm-hmm. So I look down at the base of the statue. Do I see a stairway, James? You see a stairway, but you don't see a guy. But it looks like if someone were to fall through this statue, they would probably have rolled down the stairs. Ugh, okay, let's take this- okay, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he fell through there, and we're probably gonna have to beat the crap out of him once we get down there. 
Should we take a short rest? Thump, Does it count thump, as a short rest? Thump, 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 thump. Hey, everybody okay? Or is this you trying to like, I guess, I guess Long James? Hmm? Well, that's cheating. <laughs> it appears that whoever is outside has brought some pretty heavy stuff to bear, and the door doesn't seem like it's any worse. The doors are also made of the same stone as the building itself. All right, so I'm pretty sure that we're going to teleport through that thing once we put our arms in. Do we want to take our short rest now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do a rest. Okay. You guys sit down. You get your uh, stuff together. Galena sasses you, I assume. Galena, you want to give make fun of somebody's healing attempt? As several people have been cut deeply by these uh, radiant blades. Yeah. You guys should learn some cool tricks like me. Then you wouldn't have these wounds like this. I mean, oh, look yeah. what I did. Look what I did. I just insulted Gaston and he dropped his sword. Like, you guys suck. And she's like doing their healing and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it had nothing to do with the giant lightning bolt that went through him. <laughs> Bunch of chumps. The bard 1v1 the boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. The trio of Gal Squad took down the boss. So use your hit dice if you want. As you are sitting there, you can tell that there's a larger and larger hubbub outside. And also as you're sitting there, first person of the now two living people with you comes to consciousness very slowly, the male guard who was kicked against the wall. Oost seems to be ready to just like pressure point punch him again to make him go back under. Mm. But she looks to you guys first for confirmation. Uh, Let's see if he tries anything funny first. He says as he patches himself up. Thank you for not fighting us, by the way, he says to the uh, to the fellow who just came to. He comes to to a horror show. The knights dismembered, blood everywhere. <laughs> the altar of Grumpsh with new bloody accoutrement and five glowing maws of black radial teeth going inwards. He looks around his eyes wide and s- starts hyperventilating. Whoa, um, someone want to calm him down? I was about to say, Galena, I know you've got the proper tools for this uh, endeavor. Okay, Galena clears her throat dramatically and pulls out her lute and starts, I've got a lyre? I'll pull out my lyre and I'll start playing some sort of dumb lullaby or something called Calm the F*** Down. <laughs> so Go you cast the f- emotions. To sleep. Yeah. Or sleep. Which one are you casting? Calm emotions. He... Is hyperventilating, looking around, but his eyes do droop slightly, and he starts to calm his breath, and clearly he starts to look around, and he's like, What? What's going on? Why are they dead? They tried, they tried to kill to... us. Yeah, they tried to f*** with us. You attacked them. No. They started it. I I, I saw it with my own eyes. The, the dwarf cast a spell on him. Wait, what? I'm pretty I... sure that was a defensive spell to get him to calm. I Totally, it totally wasn't, though. I, I don't know much about... Uh, arcane powers, but I've seen wizards casting before. If someone starts casting a spell on you, you're you're better off just killing them before they can finish, because they can do... He looks over at the knight who's, like, ashen and lightning burned, and, like, some of the metal is melted around him. And he's like, like that! Galena um, is still calmly playing the liar, and then says, you didn't even notice that I just cast a spell on you, so shut up. He, it's still Galena, working. Please. So he's just like, what? No. No, that, that wouldn't happen. Yep. I, really? Uh-huh. What is it doing? Making you calm. Uh, he's going to make another calm. wisdom save as he attempts mm. to not be calm. 
Damn it. Uh, he crits, and it's clear he shakes off its effects and says, What? What are you trying to do? Are you activating some ancient orcish magic to destroy the city? I'm not an orc, obviously. She gestures but she to is. He points to Oost. And... Yeah. yeah, there's like six or seven of us, and there's one orc dude. Like, well, do you do you seriously think we'd all be trying to do evil orc things if there's only one orc? If there was like you... six orcs and one of us, then I could maybe see that ratio working out for your hypothesis. But are clearly, this racist? is not evil orc stuff. Yes, I'm racist. They're evil, all of them. And I'll have you know that no six orcs would never be able to sneak into the city. You must be co-conspirators. Are they paying you, traitors? Can I slap him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna slap him really hard on the face. His eyes go a little bit uh, two different directions for a minute before ah. coming back. He looks not super great. Geesh will put his hand on Galena's shoulder and try and scooch her away and then crouch down to look at the man and then present his, uh, it shows he's part of the Silver Crescent. He says, do you know what this means? It means you're getting kicked out of your pallet in order. Sure, why not? He looks down at it and looks really confused for a second, but then dawning awareness comes over his face and he says, you're the traitor. You're the one who killed those men in the in the swamp. <laughs> uh, no, you have, you have defended myself. An orcish sorceress with you, and you're you're sided with them. Look, my friend, we told your guy Gaston six times we didn't want to fight. So clearly, if we wanted to fight, we wouldn't have tried that hard to, you know, avoid one. Should I roll a persuasion? No, because that doesn't make any sense to him. He literally heard him say, "You can leave. I don't want to fight." And then you guys started fighting him. Oh. Why am I remembering this differently? <laughs> okay, then. Because um, everybody likes to pretend that they're the heroes. Well, no, James. We're only sometimes heroes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Galena looks at him and says, well, I don't... If we were well, you're bad... racist. You, you say Ra- that like that's an insult, but in this world, it's kind of not. I guess in some parts of America, it's kind of not, too. Yeah. She says, that's evil, and then she sits on him. He's laying down, right? I assumed he was, like, sitting against the wall kind of thing. Oh, and then she doesn't sit on him. She just, uh... You could always shove him over. Yeah, shove him over. Butthead. I'm getting really close to just having Oost bop him in the head or pressure point him again. But I'll make this one last point in hopes of persuasion. And I'll say, if we were co-conspirators trying to destroy Black Hill, why would we leave you alive? Why did we try to spare you? And then he points to the lady and says, I, I did spare the dying on her. I. He looks around. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you need a live sacrifice. Maybe you killed too many, and and that's why you kept us alive. You're going to kill us. You're going to sacrifice us to the dark god. Can I roll persuasion? No, he absolutely thinks you're going to sacrifice him to a dark god. He, he's rolling right. off a crit wisdom right now. Well, then I okay. guess there's uh, there's only one thing left to do. We need to sacrifice him to a dark god. We have no choice. You didn't know. <laughs> or we could prove him wrong by doing the opposite. Can I subtly motion for Oost to, like, knock him out? Yeah, sure. You just like make a little punchy motion in your fist mm-hmm. palm mm-hmm. and she her arm just like snaps and his head like smacks back against the wall and he crumples. That didn't go so good. Um, we should just tie them all up and hide their weapons. So if they do wake up, it's harder for them to get free. Uh, this just gets worse by the minute. Okay. Uh, you tie them up and move their weapons, you know, behind somewhere. There's not really anywhere to hide to them. Behind one of the statues or something. Yeah. Yeah. Put them on the other side of the room so they have to crawl over there. But you guys are still facing this giant obsidian eye on a how, five-sided pillar. How long does it take me again to half plate, James? Uh, ten minutes, but you did that on your break, I assume. 
Okay, sure. So I'll shrug and I'll say, well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Let's head down there, I guess. Wait, head down where? Under the statue of Grumsh. Wait, did I miss something? It still hasn't opened. Right. I'm pretty sure when we reach in there, it teleports us under it or we fall through. I mean, it might hurt us a little bit, but... Well, if anybody brought a helmet, now's the time to strap it on. All right. All right. Any 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 last thoughts, suggestions, objections? Dupe has totally not been paying attention to any of this. All right, Dupe, put your arm in the hole. We're, we're going to go into the temple. Dupe is very much consumed with grief. Oh, no. Dupe is by Paylor statue. Um, Dupe is probably going to have a breakdown right now. Oh, God. Um, I'll put it this way. You know the... The flash of light kind of thingy when mm. I hit the dude who was trying to parry my attack and I killed him mm. in a very awesome manner. Yeah. Moop used to do that. Like, in the movies, when they do, like, the, the weird, like, flashbacky thing to fond memories of right, right. passed-on person. Yeah, that happens. Dupe's kind of mad now. Usually peek around the corner and see Dupe and whisper, What's, is he all right? What's going on with him? Dupe's probably looking at the Paylor statue right now. Probably going to yell pretty loud at the Paylor statue. Are you happy now? He gave up everything, forsaking clan and hold in your service. And this is how you repay him? And uh, he would slam Godslayer against the base of the statue. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Roll a religion, please. I rolled a 15 in religion. And then James has to figure out, like, how three different types of magic forces are reacting to each other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, unstoppable force meets immovable object. Um, you see Dupe stand up, tear-streaked face, bring the uh, hammer down at the base of this statue with just like an obsidian sun on it with a small kindly old man carved in front of it. And as Dupe, you hit this, the kindly old man shatters and some other bits of the statue break off, leaving just the sun there. But as you do, the hammer begins to glow ever so slightly. And dupe, you see Moop. Whoa. He is standing in front of you. He is holding Godslayer casually at his side. He is made of light. The rest of you see nothing. He looks up at you and, what's up, bro? Moop, is, is it really you? Man, you look terrible. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I've been better. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect from what I just did. Uh, well, looks like you're desecrating your temple. It's not a good look, man. <laughs> well, I wasn't the religious one. That was you. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't you. I'm just saying it wasn't a good idea. Did we ever have good ideas? He, like, puts a hand up as if he's gonna contradict you, and then he's like, mm, no. Well, are, are you still in the hammer? What happened? Uh, no, I'm in the Shadowfell. I'm dead. Like, I'm doing some pretty cool stuff, though. Oh. Well, that's, that's good to hear. I'm hunting a demon right now. It's been preying on the souls that are just trying to move on. Holy Yeah, right? Catch up, bro. <laughs> well, is there some other way I could talk to you besides uh, desecrating temples? Uh, <laughs> he looks around. He's like, maybe I shouldn't have come talk to you. I feel like I've motivated you to do the wrong thing. Well, no, no. Now that I know that you're pretty happy... Should probably shouldn't bother you. You're doing important At this point, everyone else just sees Dupe staring blankly at the wall, and no matter what you do, he does not answer you. Is he talking to himself? His mouth is moving a little bit, but he's not talking out loud. Usual whisper, is, is this what you guys... Is, am I, is that me? Is this, is this what it's like on the other side? 
pretty you're much. Violent. I'm you, not violent. You. I'm sorry. Continue, continue the dupe Did scene. you just say that you're not violent, Geesh? Okay. Continue sorry. the dupe scene. <laughs> dupe scene. Uh, dupe at this point, Moop is like, "Hey, look, it's not all uh, booze and eager maidens over here. It's it's kind of the same once you get over." And I'm not gonna lie, it kind of sucks without you. Well. Based on most of my decision making, you probably won't have to wait too long. He's like, I'm definitely supposed to tell you no, take as long as you can, and you know, do the most good, spread the light of Paylor in the world. But hey, if you ever feel like doing something really dumb, I won't get mad at you as long as it was also really cool. Oh, of course. I'm not Iria. <laughs> hey! Iria's not here. I know. At I, this, she's always in me, though. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, all of you hear like a phantom laugh, and some of you, actually, none of you who saw Moop are here right now. You d- you hear a phantom like belly dwarven laugh. Galena looks around suspiciously. I think it's a thing with his brother. Moop at this point pulls you into a hug, and it's weird because he's clearly translucent, but you can still feel like his armor against yours, and it gives you the big, like, pat on the back. Yeah, I would return his his embrace. Look, I gotta go. I'm not supposed to stay on this side of the veil, but I got some perks by getting close to the big guy, you know? Yeah, that that makes sense. I miss you, little bro. Good luck. You're the little one. Oh, whatever. And at this point, he does just, like, a soft knuckle punch to your breastplate and then, like, fades, and the room comes back into being. Man, that was heavy. Did, did we see him hug the air? You saw his fingers twitch a little bit, but that's about it. And his okay. lips, like, move like he's whispering. Hey, hey Dupe, are you alright? Huh? What? 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 Just, just checking on you. Make sure you're okay. Galena's gonna, like, do a rudimentary, like, checkup. Look at his eyes and look in his ears and stuff like that. Make him open his mouth. <laughs> he looks uh, disoriented slightly, but otherwise he is medically fine. In fact... Dupe, if you have taken any damage, heal it. Yeah, I did. I also regain all your uh, hit die. Ah, okay. Lucky. All right, guys. I'm about to cram my hand down this hole. That's what she said. Uh, does anyone want to do any like prayers or preparations before we do this? Oost says, I am always ready. I, like I pray for our ability to not screw up and be stupid. Eden, Sariel, Dupe. I have no objections at this point. We are long past the point of no return as far as I'm concerned. Nope, let's just do it. Baller. Okay, so you all go around the pillar. One of you does not have a space for an arm, as there are only five and there are six of you, including Eust. So you're asking who who wants to go last? Who wants to go last? I'll go last. I don't even really know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) All the more reason to go last. I'll say Gij will look over at Oost, count beats, and be like, all right, let's Let's put our hand at the same time. And he throws his hand in when he sees her reach in. As the five of you reach your arms in and grab the handle inside, you feel something bite into your arm, and you hear a voice that sounds like an old, old man saying, Speak not of what you see in this place. Know that the price would be what you have offered. And as this happens, the, uh, statue in front of you becomes translucent you can see through it there's a stairway behind it you can also sort of see through the walls around you you can see out into the city 
there is a large crowd in front of the gate. Some like random townies have gotten impromptu battering ram and are trying to ram down the door, but they've they like don't seem like they're expecting to succeed. They're all just kind of drunk and trying. Because how often do you get a get an excuse to mistreat public property? An excellent question. But yes, there is a uh, cavernous stairway beneath you, as all of you are just sort of standing with your arms inside this translucent statue. Have we taken any actual damage, or is it just... Nope. Those of you who are not wearing armor can lift up your sleeves and see that there is a small cut on your arm, and you can feel something underneath your skin. I'm already over this. I don't know. That sounds pretty disturbing. Galena licks it. It's pretty small. BB-sized, probably. I don't like it. When you pay attention to it too much, it seems like it moves around. Yeah, I like it even less. You'll say, Saloon, grant me your light so I may guide us through this darkness, and cast light on his cravat, and lead the way down the stairs. Okay. You step down the stairway into a large square room with one entrance. The rest of the room appears to be like completely smooth, just glassy black stone. And the one entrance, as far as your light spreads, it just like goes that way. And it's a hallway. I guess I'm just going to keep walking. Everybody else going with him? Yes. Yar. And, I'm, and I anticipate Lissa's with me because she's all about. Oh yeah, for sure. Eden is also going to cast light just so we have an extra source of light. What color though? Um, hmm. Oh, an excellent question. How fuchsia. about fuchsia? I love it. Fuchsia it is. Okay. So fuchsia and moonlight light this dark tunnel, the stone appearing to simultaneously reflect and absorb light in equal measure, making some things obnoxiously glary and other things just bottomless pits of darkness. Well, yeah, she's casting fuchsia light. Of course it's obnoxious. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, as you walk down, it appears like you are not going downhill or uphill. It's just level so far as you can tell. And this path goes on for about what you think might be 500 feet, maybe 1,000 feet. It's hard to tell when there's no real landmark. But eventually the tunnel opens up into this truly massive cavern, conical, lit by a warm red glow. You are near the ceiling as your cave opens up onto a platform of glassy black stone. The platform seems to go out in a path-like structure to a five-edged platform in the center that is larger. Below you, you see almost a spider web of black stone that seems to pierce the walls in all directions. And as you look off this path ever so slightly, you see the source of light, which is a lake of molten lava, all glowing red except for some islands of black scattered about. You're about 100 feet above it, you guess. The air is only slightly warm. And as you near the center of it and look up, just above the pentagonal platform, there is a dome carved into the ceiling that is full of orcish runes and pictographs. What you do? So that night of the Syrian Rose, did we pass by him on the stairs? Oh, yeah. He was at the bottom of the stairs. He was dead. Okay. Neck cracked. Rolled down like 50 stairs. Unconscious. That, guy, that guy's dead. They're all uh, dead. We, f well, we found the inside of the volcano. Yes! A few moments later after you came in, uh, I assume Duke follows. Oh, yeah, I guess so. As nothing bad seemed to happen to them, they just appeared to step into the stone after looking at each other and being like, you ready? Let's go. Yeah. So I'm going to be real with you guys. 
I don't know what was down here other than possibly a volcano. And I don't know what we're supposed to be doing here, but I feel like we had to come here. But since there's orc runes, I'm going to try and read them. And I'll also point to us because I'm sure she probably reads orc better than I do. As Oost looks up, she just starts pointing at things and telling you exactly what they're about. She says, this story is relatively simple. An orc high above other orcs, savage and bloodthirsty, killed all his foes and his people fear him. This one, she points at a picture of a smaller figure that's kind of like cartoonishly drawn, is a trickster, and told this orc he was not the strongest thing. And if he wanted to prove it, he would have to lift the earth itself. But apparently the trick's on that guy, because this orc did lift the earth, and wrestled it into submission, and only lost an eye for his trouble. She like pauses for a moment and seems perturbed. She moves on to a picture. As she's pointing at things, you see that him wrestling the earth is very clearly this orc wrestling a dragon-looking creature. Mm-hmm. And the next thing has him with one eye ripped out and like blood pouring from it. And she says his open eye socket bled into the wound he had caused in the earth, making a cage for the spirit of the earth and soil and rock. I don't know. That rune's kind of unspecific. But his deed was so great that he ascended to godhood to forever torment his people. And by this point, she's gotten around all the way back to where she started. A fairy tale for the ages. This is Grumpsh's origin story. I'm not sure how this all ties into what they're trying to do. The Abzal, that is. And does any of this line up with what you know, Eden, with the spells your brother needed you to do? May I roll? Roll what? Well, I figured Arcana to see um, if I can help with interpretation here. Roll an investigation. I feel like what you have is enough to possibly put something together, but it's not specifically magic. Okay. Well, gosh darn it. Eden only rolled a five in investigation. That is unfortunate. Eden, you are looking at these runes and it's just one of those moments where you're like, man, this would be a lot nicer if I could read Orcish because whatever she's saying is very uh, like the meaning of what she thinks that this story is about, as opposed to what they probably specifically mean, which may give you some uh, insights that she did not give you. Is anybody else doing anything as Oost narrates this story to you? I'll play some music. Okay. Glenna, you strum your lyre, was it? I switched back to lute. You strum your lute, and the sound echoes around in this place just aggressively, and it actually sounds really bad no matter what you play. But as you are doing this, the platform you're on begins to vibrate slightly. Ah. Hmm. What is it suspended by, James? So you are on a platform. It is connected to the door you came out of by the mm -hmm. path. And then the bottom of the platform seems to be connected to this spider webby network of black stone lattice pillars. Okay. That appear to be, you know, on level with you. But they're pretty narrow. It seems like walking on them would be scary, if not deadly. I guess I'm just going to, as since she's narrowing the stuff up there, I'm going to glance over the edge and just see if there's anything else down there that jumps out to me. I'll just roll an investigation. Roll a perception. I roll a perception. Because that's to see things. Roll the 25. Geesh, as you're looking down at this lava flow and wondering why your face isn't blistering off to some degree because it seems like it should be very hot. You've heard that molten lava is very hot, at mm -hmm. least. You are seeing these various small black islands, and considering maybe if you could stand on them and not die. But as you look 
through this latticework below you, you see one uh, particularly large island start to move. And when it does, you see that it is in fact an extremely, extremely large black dragon that is rolling over, appearing to toss and turn in its sleep. Oh, crap. And with that, we will cut for the evening. Our heroes have defeated bloodthirsty, searing rose paladins. But did they leap from the unbreakable pan only to end up in this volcano's fire? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes.